Hi, welcome to North of 48. It's May the 7th, soon to be May the 8th. How are you doing out there? Hope you're doing good. Well, my boss got let go. New company uh, bought us and is uh, arranging to get rid of, um, well, the old guard, you might say. Now, my boss is a guy who I worked with at another company, and he got me on at this company which helped save my mortgage and I was able to bring food into the house. And um, I feel some loyalty and I, I'm really, really, uh, I was I was upset they let him go. Um, I understand it. I talked to him. He said he's okay. Hopefully he got a big golden handshake. However, that's, that's these takeovers by these companies um, have caused a lot of chaos and destruction. Um, to the lives of the people who work there, especially if you live in a small town, what other jobs are there, that sort of thing. I, um, I'm lucky enough to work from home uh, in the city, but I work for a company that has offices in a small town. It's interesting to note that an Australian company bought us, and uh, South African CEO let go of my boss, who's American, so what about diversity? Where's the diversity in that? No diversity. With that kind of firepower, we should send the CEO to Ukraine. And it's uh, day 105 of Russia's invasion into Ukraine. Right now, IBM is laying off its entire Russian workforce. Um... So, going to be some hardship over there as well for the people who live in Russia. Um, you know, it just makes you shake your head, all this all this stuff. And whatever Putin was thinking going into Ukraine, I would suggest it's not working very well. And he's probably past the point of no return, but maybe he can stop it. Maybe there's an agreement there. I have no idea how this is going to end. I really don't. So let's you and I have a conversation. Or at least you can listen if you're still there to listen after the break. So I was wondering, who the heck would listen to uh, to an old guy in a northern uh, country talk about anything, talk about shit, basically. Um, basically, I'm just I was just trying to uh, fill up my time because I was unemployed, and then I got working again month by month. Now at least I got a year contract, but that doesn't give me benefits it doesn't put money into my pension i have to do it with an rsp no matching so it's uh it's quite a struggle especially once you get older uh, i had a friend in belgium who quit the post office and now he works for the municipality and it's better but he gets his pension uh crosses over with him in, in europe there's a different standards of, of pensions there. We've come to these uh, direct contribution 
pensions, which are are just crap. Um, companies get a, get away with uh, using pension money and keeping the interest, and then going bankrupt and not paying an employee, a long-term employee. So I, I'm I'm struggling with the, the this loyalty that you're supposed to have. I started at McDonald's when I was 15. I actually had quite the loyalty to that company. There was a hundred of us. Uh, it was a good time. We made minimum wage for children, but uh, you know it was a lot of fun. And um, you kind of kept some loyalty. Now I go into there and there's three or four people working. And, um, you know, I'm sure they must use microwaves by now or pre-cook something, but I'm not sure. It takes the whole concept away. Um, there's a store down in the States now that has, um, if you're, their cashiers are actually in the Philippines and they come th- through either a video or a voice and they're making less money than hiring an American to work in that uh, store, restaurant, Freshie, I believe. And, um, oh my God. I mean, this is just getting stupid, don't you think? So I was wondering, who who actually listens to me? And uh, with Anchor Podcast, you get, um, well, you get some uh, details. And so most of my listeners, it used to be half and half Canada and the United States. Now now it seems that more Canadians are listening to this little old podcast. Um, Germany is high up there on the list as well as the United Kingdom. Um, I'll just go through my list quickly here. And then I've had the occasional hit out of Brazil, Turkey, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, Sweden, Philippines, Norway, Hong Kong, and Hungary. So I have no idea how people find this. Um, If your algorithms tell you, hey, maybe you might be listening to uh, this old guy. But whatever the case is, I just want to tell you I appreciate it. And any feedback you can give to me um, in the show notes, uh, email address is there as well as voicemail. Um, I would appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening as well. Thank you. So the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, has announced a freeze on handguns, primarily coming from the publicity and the dreadful shootings in the United States, the one at that elementary school. And on the weekend after that, another 43 people were hurt or killed by mass shootings. Um, That's all fair and well. Trudeau announcing that handguns will no longer be allowed to sell or trade uh, in in this country of Canada. And coincidentally, what has happened now is most stores that sell handguns are now sold out. I would suggest that you do legislation first and then announce it that there's a ban on handguns instead of doing it the way he did was it for publicity or to is it actually to keep people's minds at ease canadians minds at ease i have no idea either way handguns that wouldn't have been sold for a while 
have now been sold. It's the same as in America. Every time there's a killing, people go out and buy guns. They do. As you can see at that elementary school, there were people there with guns. The police had guns. They had tactical uniforms. They had a SWAT team there. They had bulletproof vests. And they did not go into the school. A woman was handcuffed as she was screaming to the cops when she first got there. Then they let the handcuffs off her after a while. And she went into the school and got her kids. It's a dreadful situation. And we'll have to watch out for more news on it. It's guns. In Canada, and I can just say for Canada, uh, since we do live in a wild country, there are bears here, there are cougars. There's a plethora of animals that can get you a pack of coyotes or coyotes, whatever you want to call them. And each Canadian citizen, in my mind, at least my generation, knew how to or should know how to fire a rifle. Not necessarily own one, but if you live in a small town or if you live on a farm, you should probably have one. It is a tool. It's a tool for protection, I get that. As far as a handgun goes, I'm not sure anybody needs one, but they're, if they're restricted, I guess they're okay. We had some of the um, biggest restrictions at one time. You had to phone into the police station if you were transporting your gun to the target range and back and give them the time. And you had to go into um, the uh, best drive minute-wise you can to get to the place. I'm sorry, I'm tired. But I think you know what I mean. But once again, we have a government who says something and then some people are going, no, you don't. They go out and buy up the handguns, and there's no legislation to stop them. I suggest we can be a lot smarter about how we do things and have a conversation, or at least be better. I mean, serious? There's an interesting thing that happened uh, between Poland and Ukraine. Poland has signed a $650 million defense contract with Ukraine. Poland is uh, going to send them howitzers to Ukraine. And um, it is the biggest deal in 30 years uh, for Poland and for the Ukraine. And... Um, Poland says that the Ukraine gets EU money as well as their own money to pay for it. So between America, Netherlands, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Britain, of course America, right? I said that. Think of the amount of weapons that are going into this territory. Think of the slaughter this is going to have if used proper. The battle in Russia, or sorry, the battle between Russia and Ukraine, it's 
Russia was not able to knock off Ukraine. If they could have blitzkrieged them in three days, like a lot of people say they wanted to do, the uh, story would have been over. Ukraine has stood its ground, and rightly so. It's their land. Now, you can talk about Crimea all you want, being Russia or Ukraine, but so in the Donbass region, a lot of fighting going on. Now there's more munitions, there's more soldiers, there's more young and old men dying in this war. For, 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 for crying out loud, how does this stop? I, I don't hear any negotiation. Uh, I do hear um, Zelensky saying that they won't give up any territory and uh, especially if Russia gets a toehold into U Ukraine, it's just going to happen two, three years from now. And I, I believe he's right on that. There's reports that Putin has cancer. I mean, these have been in the in the news for, for months now. And they're getting more prevalent at, at this time. I don't know what the handover or the changeover in Russia is. None of us do, right? Um, I have a guest uh, in the future who's from Russia and living in London now, and we're going to talk about this stuff. Uh, it's it's fascinating, and it's terrifying at the same time. We got America can't get their guns under control, and Ukraine can't get enough guns. So, I would say an amnesty, give all the guns up in America, and they can give them to Ukraine, so so they can beat off the Russians. That would solve a problem both ways. Being facetious, but... It appears Russians are withdrawing troops from positions in the North Zaborezhye region. Um, they left some villages, the Russians did. They left quickly, even abandoned foods. Uh, so the thought is that perhaps they're regrouping for around Kherson. So Ukraine gets some, a lot of points here uh, for even being able to push him back. And uh, I think the philosophy right now that people are attributing to the Russians is that they're going to uh, go into a defensive position. And if you're dug in in a defensive position um, and you have people attacking, the people attacking usually lose a lot of bodies. Zelensky's saying he's up to between 50 and 100 people either getting injured or killed a day. Um, it's young men and old men dying to protect their country. And there's young men and old men dying for Russia. And I have a feeling some people uh, in the Russian military don't know why people are dying for we keep hearing waiting sorry to hear an, a public outcry from Russia but I do not think it's a democracy I don't think the people can overthrow the the government there at least not yet they don't have the will and or the means at this time I'm very leery of of atomic weapons of nuclear weapons and we're all hoping that some saner p 
person or even saner people, saner philosophy will prevail in this. I would rather us uh, get busy trying to feed the world poor and hungry and try to solve the housing problem that we have in Canada. There's a lot of homeless and in the States. Um, from what I hear too in Europe, starting to be a bit of a problem. Immigration, we have so much to fix and so little time, in my opinion. Well, I'm not going to take up much more of your time. I appreciate you listening. Like I said, um, that really pissed me off when my boss got let go. Uh, he's a good guy, uh, lots of experience, and he brought me and a couple other people over to the company. And um, loyalty, loyalty in companies uh, appear to mean shit nowadays. And that's sad. If you're an older person trying to hang on to their job or even looking for a job, I wish you all the success. And for you young people trying to buy a house, my gosh, good luck to you right now. Um, let's pray for a little more peace in the world, a little more thoughtfulness. And when you look up into the sky and you see that star north, that's north of 48. Take care and have yourself a good week. And uh, look at your family members and... Uh, let us all all wish for a better future for for us and for this planet. Till next time. Take care. Bye. Fuck back. back.